Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late to catch up on the mailbag. Welcome to a special edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. Um, We're going to do something a little different this time. Uh, the mailbag is... One of our favorite parts of the show, but it comes about an hour deep into each episode. So we thought for the holidays, we'd do something nice, make a little gift for everybody, put together a greatest hits compilation of our mailbag. So enough of the intro. Let's play those hits. You've got mail. And I'm going to swim all the way to the bottom of that bag, the Mariana Trench of the bag. Hey guys, love the show. It's a big week for football, and it's an even bigger week for my company, Little Caesars. Maybe you hadn't heard, but we're now the new official pizza sponsor of the NFL. That's right, bitches. Pizza Hut's greasy ass is out, and we're in. I don't mind saying that we're the great American underdog story. There was a time when we were the lowest of the low. While Pizza Hut was getting rich gagging you with their stuffed crust and Bigfoots, our slices were being used as coasters under the natty lights of depressed poor people. Sure, our sauce was better, and we used garlic and parm way before Papa John, but let's face it, we were a joke. We didn't even do delivery. We were just like, hey, if you show up and give us five bucks, you can have a pizza. Otherwise, fuck off. But oh, have the tables have turned. Domino's had to literally apologize to the nation. Papa John started throwing the N-word around, and Pizza Hut got buried under the weight of their own hubris. Remember when they were putting arugula and sriracha and shit on the pizza? The fuck was that? Meanwhile, we just kept going. Going balls out, that is. You want quadruple pepperoni? Sure, five bucks. Pretzel crust filled with nacho cheese? Whatever, five bucks. We even created a totally contactless pickup system so you don't even have to look a pizza guy in the eye. Now we're at the top of the mountain, and we have you to thank. God bless you sick, lonely fucks. And as always, pizza fucking pizza. Signed, David Scrivano, Little Caesar CEO. Let's go! <laughs> pizza country, let's ride. I love God it, man. right. I was always Little Caesars, ride or die. And now it's all coming back to the Little Caesars stands out there. We I did will it. say, when they came back, it was... Uh, a true magnanimous situation. The return. I remember glorious. when they were just in Kmart, but their return was, I haven't seen shit like that since Mace came back, dude. Incredible. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. And I'm glad Danny read that letter to help tell that story because unfortunately now we know what happens with big pizza when you get involved with the NFL scandal. I don't yeah. know what it's going to be, but I'm not looking forward to it. I just want to enjoy their delicious pizza before it gets it gets canceled, which is Little Caesars to. is death proof. <laughs> well, I've got a letter. 
Okay. This comes to us from Sauce Gardner. Oh, shit. Sauce Gardner. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. I just wanted to come on your platform and share some of my thoughts on Sauce. First things first, Tabasco, get it the fuck out of here. That is not Sauce. That is hot water. Next thing, I, next thing I want to say is honey mustard, underutilized. And I know this because when it's good, it's at the top of its game. And when it's mediocre, it's dog shit. Anything other than Ken's Steakhouse honey mustard is unusable. Newman's own, what are you guys even doing out there? If you're not going to take it seriously, don't try. You do so many other good salad dressings. There's no point to get into the honey mustard business. Uh, just fucking around. This is serious business. We don't want it. We don't need it. Ranch, also overrated. Mm. For those who are anti-blue cheese, grow up. Become a man like I have. NFL rookie, Sauce Gardner. I mean, Thank you, can, you so much. You can like both ranch and blue cheese, I feel like. I agree with uh, that. I don't agree with that. I don't <laughs> understand. Because you have to prefer one of them with certain food items, right? So you don't want to ever have a mix-up. And it's so easy to mix up. If you got a big heaping plate of wings, and they yeah. said, we have blue cheese, but we don't have ranch. Or we don't have ranch, but we have blue cheese. Would you give a fuck? I would. I would, but you're right. I would trudge forward and I would. You would take it and you would eat it. That's true. I would take it. You know, there's just a there's a lot of mid ranches. I I have a lot of respect for the Denny's Ranch. Yeah, definitely. And and not a lot of respect for a lot of other ranches. I I like a cold ranch. I don't like a room temp ranch. Give me me a chilled. I hate when you go to the the pizza place in your town. You know the uh, the mid level pizza place. You know the only pizza place that's open after midnight in your town, and they give you that ranch. They give you that sauce, and it's like it's only two thirds full. It's like dog, why? Am I not a patron? Am I not supporting your business, man? Why are y'all cutting corners on me? All right, uh, moving on. I got a letter here. I'm going to reach into the bag, open the letter. This is, oh, it's from Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. It reads, hey, guys, big fan of the show. You know what else I'm a big fan of? Second chances. I mean, look at John Hankley. He's out of jail. He's playing songs on Twitter. That rocks. Look at OJ Simpson. He's out of jail making videos on Twitter. We love that. Look at Paul Manafort. He's out of jail, doing great, posting on Twitter all day. You get out of jail, you get on Twitter, you live good. And our guy didn't even have to go to prison. The point is, second chances matter. We're making Watson a Twitter account, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Go Browns. <laughs> Signed, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I guess what he's warning us for is that Deshaun Watson will eventually have social media again, and we're just going to have to live with that. Well, he did his apology, finally. And uh, that's that's all it takes in America. You just have to apologize, and you can get out of anything. Unless you're that's the Dixie it. Chicks. Unless you're the Dixie Chicks. Mm. Well, hey, well, we really, we're going to bleep we that. Need... We're bleeping that. <laughs> yeah. yeah the right. Chicks. Chicks, What we need to do 
we need to come up with a uniform chant to chant at Deshaun Watson so that he can mm. have every game he's ever in. I saw there was something on Barstool, actually, our enemy, yeah. Barstool, uh, our ideological uh, doppelganger. But uh, it basically, the, I forget the exact chant, but it's something like, you know, you're a sick fuck or yeah. you sick fuck. The Jax um, fans are doing it. I don't love it. I don't, you know. I, I love I, it either. It doesn't spell out. You can be much funnier than that. So I think that's our assignment for next week is to work on a good chant. Or if you guys out there listening this far, we know you're fans because you made it past the letters even. So you're clearly into the yeah. show. Give us some advice on what we can chant at Deshaun Watson if we go to any of the games. And then it will appear on the show next week magically. That's how this thing works. It's a loop of interaction. Danny, do you have a piece of mail that you want to read? I do, and I found it in a very odd place, the bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. It's me again, Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, and I'm a big (laughs) fan of this show, which is why I wrote you 700 letters, so I'd be guaranteed to get on and say what I want to say about the Jews. Oh, man. Thanks to Danny, Dan, and possibly Jamel, I've decided that the Jews are all right. And even though we share a bond, I need to denounce Kanye West for all the things he said about your people. Anti-Semitism can't be tolerated in today's society, lest it be allowed to flourish. It should be condemned in all its forms. We should stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters like I'm doing now. But guess who's not Jewish? Tom Brady. Fuck that motherfucker. Tom, I'm going to fuck your wife and eat your kids. You better keep eyes in the back of your head because I still have the gate and door codes to your house. And when your family comes home tonight, I'm going to be hiding in the laundry basket. Or am I? You won't know for sure until you get that call from the cop. Equality for all. Peace and love to the Jewish community. Signed, Antonio Brown. Um, I love that letter. That's one of the greatest letters we've, we've gotten. I, I agree with everything he said. Sorry, we love football affecting hearts and minds. Everyone's uh, coming Jamel, out in support. I love it. Jamel nice. had a great point the other day. Uh, we saw everybody posting the black squares with the, um, what, what was the text in it? Um, I stand with the Jewish people, I believe is what it said. And <laughs> Jamel's observation was, remember when they posted the black squares uh, after George, George Floyd? There were just no text. We didn't even get text. We could have used some text, too. That's all I'm saying. I like that y'all's got text. I just uh, thought we could have also used some text. The font was pretty sick, too. It was kind of like angular. It's just straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, bah. Look, the white yeah. people who come up with these things can't be bothered to think about <laughs> what exactly they want the style to be. Because I lost my key to the mailbox. I'm actually I'm sending a letter out. <laughs> that that I wanted to get you guys' opinion on. Absolutely. This is the okay. first draft of my letter. Um, the commanders are doing a write-in contest, and it's best letter to Dan Snyder wins. And so this is my letter. From Jamel Johnson, addressed to one commander's boulevard. <laughs> Hello, Dan. I'm a longtime fan, and you can go fuck yourself. Hey, Fuck you, you little dick, stupid glasses, fucking skunk hair, piece of shit, bitch ass little bitch. 
if I ever see you in real life, I'm going to beat your ass on sight, point blank. I don't give a fuck about your security detail. I'll beat their ass too. I'm flipping your Escalade over. Eat shit and die. I hope you and your wife both intercept cancer and keep that shit. Get the fuck away from me and my team. Get the fuck away from my family. Fuck everybody in that building. Fuck everybody associated with any season of the team except for Doug Williams and Daryl Green. Fuck Tom Cruise. Fuck bad robot. Hey, guess what? Dan, your mama's a bad robot. All the movies is weak. Just like you. And as soon as... And don't let me catch you at the gas station. I'm pouring gasoline on your body, fool. And then I'm going to let you think about it for a while. Anyway, uh, good luck this season. And uh, I hope I win the free tickets to Six Flags. I think you got a good chance. I have one note. There was a part where you threatened to beat up his security detail. You know, they're, they're just doing their jobs. I don't know if they need to be involved. Nah, that's fair. I didn't mean to go at them like that. It was just... <laughs> they said best letters, so I figure out, you know, just put a little zest on it. Yeah. I love it. Hopefully he reads that. Hopefully that's at the top of his pile. Okay, so I have a piece of mail. It is from... Jenny McCarthy, uh, she says it looks like another vaccine is making its way to America to ruin yet another generation of people. I wanted to write into this show, especially to Jamel, because he's the cute one on the show, right? To try and convince you guys that the NFL players should not get the coronavirus vaccine. This league is functioning completely fine right now, how it's currently operating. Do you guys want a bunch of autistic people playing football? Is that the sport you want to watch? I don't think so. Don't vaccinate NFL players. Thank you. Jamel, call me. Signed, Jenny McCarthy. Damn, dude. I didn't know I was going to get singled out. Oh. And hey, Jenny, by the way, we've had autistic players in the NFL. Eli Manning. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) We got autistic champions over here. Yeah, two Super Bowls. How you know Andrew McMahon? Fuck it. Mm. I do, and you know what's funny is I guess I must have grabbed it from the bottom of the Germany bag. Mm. Oh boy! I have another letter that's uh, postmarked from there. Guten Tag, love the show. This is Olaf Scholz, Chancellor of Germany. And I'm writing to your program to tell you how happy we are to finally have NFL football here in Germany. To think, just a few decades ago, we had Hitler. But now, we've gone from concentration camps to training camps. From D-Day to defense. From Kristallnacht to Chris Berman. From SS (laughs) to PFF. From Auschwitz to hard hits. From... From Third Reich to Frank Reich. From six million from six million Jews to sixty million views on all streaming platforms. No disrespect to your Geno Smith, but Germany is the comeback story of the year. 
Zeke Heil. I mean, let's fucking go. <laughs> Signed Olaf Schultz, German Chancellor. You know, <laughs> first ever NFL game in Germany. Very exciting times. I'm sure Germany is swelling with national pride right now in in all the good ways, I hope. God damn it, man. I knew this I knew this bag of mail was from Germany. It came in a fucking wicker basket with little uh, mustards and shit. <laughs> I should have known. This was German mail. I th- you know, if I'm if I'm the German chancellor, I'm creating the biggest overture, the most grand gesture you can possibly give to one Tom Brady. To convince him to stay and rule the land and become like king of Germany. I I know he's not I, I don't know what his background is, what Tom's descent, where he descends from, sick. but and then it'd he be starts sick dress- if he just <laughs> starts dressing like Lars from Tekken. <laughs> yes. With a big uh like cape with the lion. Yeah. On his shit. Yeah, it'd be hard. Uh comes to us. From Desert Whitaker uh, out of La Jolla, California. Hey, guys, big fan of the show, especially Danny and his beloved Chiefs. I hope you guys stomp a mud hole in the Chargers this year. I've hated the Chargers for years, and it's not because they left San Diego like most of these fuck faces down here. It's way deeper than that. The year was 1994. Chris Humphreys and the boys... Set the city on fire, winning the AFC West. And for their big divisional matchup versus the Dolphins, the team decided to run a little promotion called Bolts for Butts. Every person who bought a ticket to the game would receive a foam lightning bolt waiting for them in their seats. Me and my then wife of seven beautiful years went to Jack Murphy Stadium that day, and my life was forever changed. Because when we got to our seats and Carol put that foam lightning bolt in her ass, My marriage was ruined. That's right. My wife took bolts for butts, literally. Before I could tell her that's not what they meant, she was already moaning in ecstasy. Sounds I had never heard before. The foam lightning bolt made my wife come during a playoff game. Harder than I ever had. In front of everybody. I don't know if you can tell by my handwriting, but I do have a micro penis which a lot of women have told me they like way better than regular penis, even my Carol. But when I saw that foam, what I, when I saw what that foam bolt did to her, there was no going back. She filed for divorce in the parking lot. So that's why I'm like, fuck the Chargers. Anyway, can't wait for this upcoming season and keep up the good work, guys. Wow. Desert I just want to say, Whitaker? Yeah. I just want to say most Chiefs fans do not have a micro penis. <laughs> also, I think that's a Chargers uh, thing. Definitely. Just one ha- one housekeeping thing. I believe it was Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. I, I think, oh, it was uh, Stan. I, I, think, I think Desert called him Chris. He's probably got confused. Yeah. Chris Humphreys. Oh, <laughs> bolts for butts. I just bolts remember Chris, Chris, Chris. Humphreys. Yeah, they need to Definitely bring that back. Bolts for butts. That should be. They should do that this year for sure. 
Let me see if I can find a good... Okay. I have a letter here. It's from Dr. Dre. Famous musician, Dr. Dre. It reads, Hey guys, love the show. Big fan. Uh, You know, I was recently re-watching my Super Bowl performance from 2021, and I got to thinking, I'd love to do the halftime show again. I really only got to perform one of my songs, and I'd appreciate being able to do some of my other classics, such as Fuck You, Let's Get High, These Nuts, Bitches Ain't Shit, and there's a lot of other ones I can't say. And I know this year is out because the Super Bowl is being played in Arizona, so they probably won't invite me. But do you have any thoughts on who should perform this year? Uh, Thanks again. Love the show. Signed, Dr. Dre. I think it's Imagine Dragons. I think this is their year. (laughs) Yeah, every... once you follow up a really good halftime show, it has to be one of the the shitty ones. Well, I was looking for Phoenix slash Glendale, Arizona based music music acts. Mm. Not a lot of talent, surprisingly, coming out of that area. Uh, I think Jimmy World is the most popular Arizona based band, or they started there anyway. I could watch two Jimmy World songs. Yeah, it would have to be like an Arizona super cut, right? It couldn't just be Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Just get Britney Spears' crazy ass back on there. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's actually That feels ripe. That feels good. She's from Glendale, California. (laughs) Not from, but possibly lives there. All right, here we go. Bottom of the bag. Deep bottom. Uh... Hey guys, love the show. It's me, Aaron Rodgers. I'm writing to make a bold, shocking announcement right here on Sorry We Love Football. And that announcement is, I'm not happy. (laughs) In fact, I'm so not happy, I'm thinking about maybe doing something possibly different next season. Oh, but you can't, Aaron, you all say. The NFL won't be the same after you do the thing you're thinking about doing. Well, tough, because I'm mad about losing yet another championship game, and it is everyone's fault but mine. Someone needs to be punished for denying me the greatness I deserve, and when I figure out exactly who that is, they aren't going to have old Aaron Rodgers to kick around anymore. They'll beg and plead, but I'll be gone, or possibly even dead. That's right. What would happen if I died? All of you would be so sad. So anyway, that's what I came here to say. RIP to Aaron Rodgers, and I'll see you next season in Green Bay. Signed, Aaron Rodgers. Drama queen. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Maybe, maybe there is an additional side theory to why he keeps coming up short. Maybe he's he's mentally stunted for some reason. Maybe there's something blocking him internally. Oh, like his repressed thoughts? Yeah, maybe he's repressing mm. some feelings. Jamel, do you have a letter this week? Um, I got something a little better than a letter. I got a voicemail from our old pal, Coach Mike Vrabel. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, Coach fuck Vrabel. yeah. Yo, we haven't heard from him in so long. All right, let me hit play on this thing. Uh, hello, 
It's me, Coach Mike Vrabel. It's been so long since I have talked to you and listened to your show. It sounds a little different. I am writing in to you to make a request on your internet radio program. I would like tickets to the Super Bowl. It has been many years since I have gone to the Super Bowl. Last time I went to the Super Bowl was with my wife, Camille. We went to the game. Then when you go to the Super Bowl, you have your snacks and your drinks and your soda pop and your popcorn and your chiclets. And I need a ticket. Wait, was that that was a voicemail from Mike Vrabel? Yeah, that was Coach Mike Vrabel, guys. That's a Hold big gift for us. Hey, when he times, called in before, your heart out. <laughs> I was just, when he used to call in, he sounded slightly different. I, I mean, if you say so. All right, maybe we can cut this part. But I just, I feel like we really need to embrace that idea of saying that this podcast had had Mike Vrabel on many times. <laughs> We yes. need to advertise that. I love that. And these are quick. So I'm gonna so thanks for sending them in. The, the first one's from an actual eagle. Uh, it reads, Hi, I'd like to be unassociated with America as a whole, but I'd settle for Philadelphia specifically. Please save me. I'm literally endangered. And your team and your country are making people hate me. Signed an actual eagle. Uh, look, it's not unprecedented. We've seen another team in the division lose their their mascot. So keep, I'm going to keep fighting for you, Eagle. I agree, man. I like the wings on the helmet, but maybe we can specify it and be like the Takati Eagle. Isn't that like some sort of brown eagle? It doesn't have to be an American Eagle anymore. Danny, do you have a letter? I do. I got, I got my eye on this one that's right there at the bottom of the bag. All right, let me mm. check it out here. Hey, guys. It's me, Elon Musk. I'm a big fan of the show. And now that I've attained absolute power over the souls of man, I'd like to offer you boys a bargain. You've heard that I'll be charging $8 a month for a blue check mark, but I'm prepared to offer it to your show for free. Think of it. Sorry we love football. Fully verified. Rubbing elbows with the elites of sports podcasting. Bill Simmons, Pat McAfee, Field Yates. And hell, since you guys are noticeably and criminally underfollowed on my platform, I'll toss in a million followers to boot. Sounds pretty good, right? And all I ask in return is for Dan and Jamel to put on Dak Prescott jerseys and sandwich kiss a photo of Mike McCarthy. Once you make that your Twitter profile picks, the deal is done. I am in control. I am the puppet master. I own all libs. You have one week to decide. Signed, Elon Musk. Oh my god! I got to put on a fucking Dak jersey and kiss Mike McCarthy. He's obviously he's mad with power and he wants to make people do things at his whim. Well, yeah. here's the here's what I have to ask: Do you want us to do this, Danny? Like, I know you don't have to do anything, but if like, do you want us to do this? I would love to. I mean, I don't even know why he didn't give me something to do. It's weird. It's just the <laughs> two of you guys, but. Uh, you know, I think the idea of doing something that will purely humiliate you, that is against every fiber of your being, 
for likes and follows on Twitter, you know, that's a question I think only you two can answer. Yeah, that's just existing online. Say, yeah, he didn't say tongue, right? <laughs> no yeah, tongue. So we, I mean, we have our answer here. Obviously, you guys will whore yourselves for any amount of notoriety. Yeah, we should probably do that. I'm in. All right. Yeah, I do got a letter. Here, here we go. Hold on. Let me pull. I got a big old box from DHL with an envelope in it. Howdy, boys. It's the Galloping Ghost Red Granger reminding you to gallop on over to the polls this Tuesday. Don't get ghosted in these midterms. Hey, my name might be red, but I vote blue every now and again, except in the case of Herschel Walker. And I know you might be thinking, wow, they're letting coloreds make decisions? (laughs) But he's all right. Anyway, voting is your civic duty. This Tuesday, let your voice be heard. The galloping ghost Red Granger himself from beyond the grave reminding our listeners to vote this Tuesday. Hey, you heard him, folks. Rock the vote. It's also Red Grange. Is it Grange? But that's fine. You know, I thought he was related to Danny Granger. No, he's and he's not part of the uh, Granger uh, air conditioning family. Somebody. Well, goddamn, whoever wrote that trying to troll us yeah it is red grange this is like some fucking mandela effect shit i always thought it was red granger so did i blowing minds here on the pod guys the galloping ghost red grange (laughs) drop the r he's a football he's a pro football hall of famer and he guesses on what is hell any guesses on what his real first name was? Ed. Um, Clyde. Harold. Mm. <sighs> Clyde was closer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a letter here from it's from it's written from Matt Ryan's neck. Whoa. It just says, "Thank God, thank <laughs> God, this is over. Thank you." <laughs> Big text. <laughs> it's very large text. He didn't have, doesn't have much room for anything else. He just said, signed Matt Ryan's neck. It's one of the great juicy targets in all of sports. Everybody <laughs> wanted to take a whack at that thing. I can't believe his last really <laughs> moment was that uh, Frank Tied, Clark oh. called him a bad word or something. <laughs> right. That was his last moment in the league. That was it. That was the dying embers. I thought you were going to say when he did the Tide commercial with Ice-T, but sure. Did that happen? Yes. Jesus. This is a season uh, all about old people falling off a cliff. and having, I know. And making the horrible choice to continue on when they shouldn't have. And it's a lesson for America. Yes. I'm going to open it up right now. Once I reach deep into the bottom of the bag. All right, here it is. It's from Jake. From State Farm. Hey guys, love the show. I don't know where else to go with this information, so I thought I'd come to you. Since last year, I, when I became company spokesperson for State Farm, I've experienced a prolonged and disturbing level of harassment from my co-star, Aaron Rodgers. It started out simply enough. His frequent comments about my huge biceps, a joke about double-checking out my ass. Then it became worse. 
he would show me explicit photos on his phone of other state farm agents he had claimed to have been intimate with. He took to naming his penis and testicles Home and Otto and asked if I could bundle them in my mouth. He even went to my boss to complain I wasn't being a good enough neighbor by not sucking his dick. I'm not trying to ruin the man's career, but the truth needs to be told. For his part, my other co-star, Patrick Mahomes, has been nothing but decent and kind, and I'm sure would have stepped in had he known what was going on, which he didn't. Please keep these facts in mind as you place your final vote for MVP. Signed, Jake from State Farm. Wow, that's like a that's like a me too situation. It sounds like it really is. It's very serious. Aaron Rodgers, time's up, bro. Uh, did you hear uh, Al Michaels? I think it was, maybe it was him or Collinsworth had. They were talking about Aaron Rodgers. They were just sucking his dick basically, and then I think Al was just like, you know, Aaron, he's a he's a very curious man, and uh, <laughs> that that tickled me. Uh, he really. Kind of sold him out down there. I was like, holy crap, uh, did he really say that? Uh, yes. Uh, got a letter from uh, Limerick, Ireland. Uh, hello, boys. Penis McShit here. Hmm. Well, I'm a big... Well, well, what was his name? I says Penis McShit. Hello, it's Penis McShit from Limerick, Ireland. Hello, boys. Penis McShit here. Big fan of the show. Please don't make fun of my name. It's a family name. Anyway, I'm writing in to see if you could tell me how much my Carson Wentz NFT is worth. I was told this is a good purchase. I bought it because he looks like my uncle Richard McShit. Anyway, uh, good luck with the rest of the season across the pond. Um... Thanks for writing in. <laughs> I don't know how much the Carson Wentz NFT is worth. It's got to be worth something. I mean, I could ask my wife, actually. She works in the NFT department at Wonderful. Oh. Ooh. Learns a lot about NFTs. All right. Good job. That's actually some solid info. Get in. Get in early. Can't, is there a way to bring an NFT into the real world and make it tangible, or does it only exist online? I don't know. Can, okay. I put an NFT, can I use an NFT as a bookmark, like a pressed flower? Probably. You know, just there's there's all these questions and more can be answered in the in the next 10 years for sure. Uh, hey, I got a letter. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Peppermint Patty. She Peppermint Patty writes, hey, guys, love the show. Uh, reaching out to say that in case you don't have any plans, I'm throwing a party for Thanksgiving. So feel free to stop by. We're going to have the games on, and Marcy is making her famous vegan turfluffin stuffin'. Now, I bet you guys didn't know that I'm a huge Vikings fan, but you probably also didn't know that me and the rest of the Peanuts gang are from Minnesota. Go ahead and look that up. It's true. That's where the Peanuts live. Being a Vikings fan sucks. It's why we're all so sad all the time. Marcy thinks the Vikings shouldn't even play games against the NFC East anymore. Just like I don't think Charlie Brown should be allowed out in public. That blockheaded freak won't stop harassing me because he's a Cowboys fan. You'd think he'd be a Browns fan, but no. Whoa. And P.S. Charlie Brown does love Deshaun Watson, and he can't wait for him to be reinstated next week. 
Signed, Peppermint Patty. <laughs> it's, it's funny that he'd be a Browns fan because his name is Charlie Brown. That's right. <laughs> You'd think he'd be a Browns fan. But he's a Cowboys fan for some I, reason. Why are you a fan of the uh, uh, Portland yeah. Hardigans? I think I made them in I would uh, be if they existed. Madden 98. Right. I guess that does make sense. The merch would be great. You'd have to buy the merch. Danny, you want to you want to reach into that sack? Yeah. Pull some first, first, dig into the mailbag of the new season, and you know what? I'm going right to the bottom. <laughs> Here we go. Hey guys, big fan of the show. So glad football is finally back. Am I right? My name is Benjamin Franklin Gates, aka Nicholas Cage from National Treasure, and I'm coming to you guys for help with my latest amazing adventure. You see, the Founding Fathers were actually huge into the NFL, and I believe that they left behind some clues that could lead us, lead us to an untold fortune. All we have to do is figure out the riddle of Dan Campbell's hard knock speech, which helps us decipher the coded message inside Antonio Brown's weird retirement post. That message will then be the key to unlocking the secret map hidden within Aaron Rodgers' tattoo. And if I'm correct, that map will point out the exact place and time where we need to stand to watch the sunlight crest over FedEx Field and reflect off the poop water at just such an angle that it reveals the true location of John Gruden's stolen treasure. But we have to move quick, boys, because the villainous Bill Belichick is after the treasure too, and he'll kill any women and children he can to get to it. Hope you guys are in. We set sail on the old Vikings party boat at dawn. Signed, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Man, this sounds like an uproarious adventure that's fun for the whole family. I'm just pitching a movie here. If we're just, I mean, this was a real letter, but also I feel like it's a movie that we could start writing right after this pod is over. Jamal, do you have a letter? Yeah, I got a letter from Jerry Jones. Oh, mm. shit. Mm. This is a big one. Uh, hey guys, big fan of the show. I, I'd like to address a story that went around this week. The photo of me in Arkansas in the 50s. Yes, I did confirm that was me, but I did not say what I was doing there. I was actually waiting in line for shoes. Yeah, the real reason I was there was because uh, some new dress shoes were about to come out. See, in the late 50s, dress shoes were like sneakers today. And everybody was waiting in line for the hottest stuff to come out. And some new brown loafers were had just hit the newspapers. And I saw some black people standing around. And I assumed that's where the shoot line started. I had no idea it was a middle school that was integrating. I thought it was Sammy Shoe Emporium, the only place in Little Rock, Arkansas, where you can get the flyest dress shoe releases. Big whoopsies on my part. I do, in fact, love the blacks. You've seen me kneeling. Keep up the good work on the show. Oh. Jerry Jones. Gerald Jones. Historical figure. He's like the Forrest Gump in all the bad ways. <laughs> yeah. He's just, just buying shoes. Every, <laughs> every I, I, event he should not be at. I would not be surprised if they pulled back that photo and saw at least six other NFL owners, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jerry Roger Goodell was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had a murder. They had an owners meeting, and Jerry was like, "All right, I'll yeah. fall on this grenade, but you guys got the next one. <laughs> Just don't zoom out." Oh, that is. Um, it's not. It's not great, Bob. Um, it's a letter from Brock Purdy. It, oh wow! It, it reads, uh, "Hey guys, big fan of the show. I'm writing in to tell you that unfortunately." I won't have much time to listen anymore. I'm somehow the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, a team that still has Super Bowl hopes despite me being their quarterback. Uh, Between you and I, between you guys and me, I'm very scared. I have to play Tom fucking Brady next week in my first ever start, and I think I'm going to poop my pants on the field. Now, if I poop my pants on the field, which is very likely to happen, then everybody's going to go ahead and call me Brock Poopy. And I can't go back to that. Brock The truth is, I... Yeah, Brock Brock Turdy. The truth is, I pooped my pants once in middle school, and I got teased so hard, I had to move to Iowa and start a new life. So, do you guys have any advice on how to not poop your pants at work? Please share with me, if you do, signed signed Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy? Block, block party. party. Uh, so he did ask a question. Uh, Jamel, do you have any advice on how to not poop your pants at work? Well, uh, one thing I would say is um, make sure your nasal cavities are good. You're going to make sure you're, you're not going to sneeze randomly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Claritin, Flonase, uh, Mucinex, just whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes to keep those passages clear, because once you start sneezing, then things are going to start squeezing. Is there such a thing as kegels for your ass also? Probably. So throughout the week, kind of get your ass used to tightening and and untightening. Muscle up up back there. And they got got underwear for that now, man. You can have preemptive uh, shitty drawers underwear. But if somebody pulls down your, your pants a little bit and reveals a diaper, I mean, it's I think it's just well, who's going to be pulling down your pants. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Defensive lineman. Yeah. That's trying true. to grab you, you and get sacked. Scramble. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh. So they... <laughs> and I'm then sure. now he's Bre- Brock diaper. <laughs> I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that uh, Big Ben was wearing an adult diaper the last few seasons in Pittsburgh. The name of the show is Brock diaper. In case Brock you're wondering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think uh, maybe the side of the bag. Actually, I'll go a little deeper down here. Oh, bottom. Just hit the bottom. All right. Hit well, the bottom. Whoa. Might as well grab a letter. All right. Here it is. Hey, guys. Love the show. My name is Zanini Cineas, but you probably know me as the guy who broke into Tom Brady's mansion last week. The cops found me chilling out on the couch and hauled me in, but what they didn't know is I had already searched through the entire house and discovered some pretty disturbing shit. Here's a list of just a few things that I found. An autographed copy of How I Did It by OJ. All right. A strap-on with Nick Foles scrawled on it. Wow. A jelly bean he's saving for his 40th anniversary dinner. A football inflator. A testicle, sorry, a football deflator, uh-huh. a testicle inflator. Oh, okay, I That's see what the mix up. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A reverse squatty potty that made shitting more of a challenge. Wow. 
a ticket stub from the night of his first kiss with his son. A worn Bill Belichick hoodie with blood on it. Uh, Was it Thunderstruck? What movie did they go see? (laughs) They they went and saw uh, Kiss the Girls. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the first floor. Venmo me bail money for the rest. Peace. Signed, this guy. Okay, Zizanine. Zanini. I missed it. I gotta Zanini. say, I missed the story. Uh, Danny, are you just Googling Tom Brady and then hitting the news tab every week? His shit pops up, man. Some homeless guy, this guy who wrote to us, was caught in his Brookline mansion, which he hadn't been living in for a while. So obviously, he would store all of his weirdest stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Duchini Zucchini <laughs> ran up in there. It rhymes, up, rhymes with Panini, but with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal, you got a letter? Yeah, I do. Uh, this letter comes to us um, from New Pittsburgh, Virginia. Um, yeah, okay, I guess this is his name. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? It's Flaccid Bro Burris here. Huge fan of the show. Have been listening since day one. And I've been a big fan of football all my life. And I have noticed over the years, it seems like guys are wearing cups way less. Are guys not worried about their dicks as much anymore? What happens in a pile, in in a scrum? Are linemen not trying to rip each other's nuts off? Did that just stop? Is there a league-wide like cease and desist on nut battery? Let me know what you guys think. All the best. Flaccid bro, I, I would love to really go in depth on this question. There's nothing I like more than discussing football dicks, but I feel like we have strained the <laughs> topic of, of men's cocks in the last 30 minutes of this show alone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But I don't see anybody with a couple on. I'm just concerned. I like what Flaccid bro is. I like where his head's at. I do think there's an opportunity to perhaps redesign the cup and how it's used because I feel like it's the comfort thing. If you look at players' pants, they're not even wearing knee pads or thigh pads anymore either. They just want kind of full range of movement and they don't want anything interfering, even if it's something that's protecting their junk. So I just like that the Jamel said, I like where his head's at. And that was <laughs> yet another football dick joke. Another classic, bro. Come on. Oh, should I maybe should have put a glove on for this one. It says it's, it's from the coronavirus. It says, love the show. Big fan. Big fan of podcasting in general. I got to say, though, the most important thing about a podcast for me is sound quality and host cohesion. You guys have been recording remotely for a while now. And if you want to get back together in a room, that's fine with me. I won't care. And I say the more guests, the better. Nobody's doing a podcast with eight guests. You guys could change everything. Think about it. Stay safe. And gun violence is the real problem in this vi- in this country. Don't you ever forget it. Signed, COVID-19. Wow. Yeah, we I'm have just... been doing this show remotely for the entire year. So uh, yeah, I guess some people want us to get back in the same room. 
I think this is your message to us that we should get back in the same room. You've always been against it. You've always been against remote recording. Even when I spent a good solid $35 buying a new headset, it kind of makes me sound like I'm on the phone, but at least my voice comes in a little clearer. No, dude, I didn't write that. Jamel found that letter and just set it on the stack. Yeah, it was moist when I had it, and I hope it was dry by the time you opened it. I'm just going to I'm going to pull a letter out from the bottom of the bag. Um this is actually weird because this is not addressed to us. I think we may have accidentally gotten a letter go that was meant for someone else because this is actually a letter from the band Creed to Kirk Cousins. So I don't know if I should open it, but I'm just, I think we should. I think we should open this up. Let's see. Dear Kirk, so flattered to hear about your interest in our music. We definitely feel a kinship with you too. All of us know what it's like to be hardworking, but underestimated, tough, but misunderstood. And even at times a little persecuted. Reminds us of another guy we know like that, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That said, we feel that since the pandemic has curtailed our live shows and album sales aren't really what they used to be, we'd like to keep ourselves open to other, stronger opportunities within the NFL. Maybe you could get us in touch with Russell Wilson. Or how about Tua Tagovailoa? You know Samoans love Christian new metal. Anyway, as a thank you, We've included an autographed, stage-worn Scott Stapp wife beater for you to add to your collection. We know you'll like that. Signed, the band Creed. Oh, I mean, this is like, you had to read it, and that's this like a big like deal, you know, for, for a podcast to have that, but... Um, it's an exclusive. I am, yeah, it's an exclusive, and I am disgusted. But I even, I like Creed a little bit. Wow. It's more of a Kirk thing. I because I'm black, I can like Creed. I guess that's true. I mean, I don't we really know the rules of being black, but it sounds we have like different black. rock rules. We can like corny rock music because we think all of it's corny. You see what I'm I, saying? Yeah, I do. So what what what's another band that you Oh can Nickelback, get into? Fire. Nickelback's Fire. Creed, Fire, Food Fighters, Food Fighters, Fire. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying? What, who, yeah, who, Foo who, Fighters who, should not be in there. Late term Foo Fighters, maybe, but Color in the Shape sure. Foo Fighters. I will thank you. Oh, I mean, I, uh, apology accepted. That's just all time stuff. Have you heard the Marlins Scott Stapp song? Yes. They're, they're, Jamal? No. Okay. After the show, I, I play will... for the Marlins. There was a season that the Marlins had an original song. Made by Scott Stepp of Creed Fam. It sounds exactly like a Creed song that they would take the field to and is the official Marlins anthem for for one of their professional baseball seasons. It didn't last a full season because uh, everybody hated it, but it is really good, and you have to you have to hear it. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I can't even get your comments on it until you listen to it. So uh, stay tuned. Next week, Jamel will have his thoughts on uh the the marlin soar i think is, is the song which is already something that doesn't happen just and the, the... i'm a marlin 
they soar. They go up. They go out of the water and get up some height. in the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's already better than what the song actually is. Uh, okay, my letter uh, comes to us today from your fantasy football league commissioner. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's that time of year again. Everybody, let me know if you're in or not. A simple yes or no in the thread will suffice. And guess what? If I don't win this year, I'm killing one of you sons of bitches. That's right. I've been running this league for 12 years, and I have not won once. I haven't even sniffed the finals, and I'm sick of it. I'm not telling anybody what day the draft is. I'm making all the picks. And if I don't win, I'm releasing searing gas into Wells Fargo. That's right, guys. This is the year I go full Joker, two-face mode, Michael Keaton time, baby. I'm tired of the crap. I'm tired of uh, this being the only social interaction I get to have with men who aren't my son. (laughs) I'm tired of losing $150. And I'm tired of all them gifts you send, Derek. None of them are funny. If I don't win this year, I'm pistol whipping your stupid ass first. All the best now, boys. Happy hunting. Man, uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle for me that fantasy football is back and here to ruin our lives yet again. That's Thank you for pointing that out, Jamel, because it was about to Can't. pistol whip me too, and now it just did. Cannot wait. Mm. I mean, I'm the commissioner in my <laughs> in my friends league and it is uh it's it is the worst experience every single year you're supposed to be adult men you can handle clicking a link and figuring out rules on the link that everything is spelled out for you on the app you're fine i'm trying to switch it to a keeper league it's the most difficult thing i've ever had to do <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to grab it from the bottom of said mailbag. Hey guys, love the show. My name's Ted Topper. I'm one of the groundskeepers here at First Energy Field, home of your Cleveland Browns. It was actually me who ended up catching that skunk that got loose in the stands during the game, which prompted a lot of jokes about how our organization stinks. Now look, I'm not much for signs, but the skunk is just one of the many odd things I've personally witnessed in this stadium since we traded for Deshaun Watson. For example, the snakes that have been coming out of, up out of all the toilets? That's never happened before. Also, the dead birds that fell out of the sky and pour, formed a perfect mosaic of Deshaun's face over Brown of the Elf at midfield? Or how about the pentagram that suddenly appeared on Jimmy Haslam's back and has been growing larger ever since Deshaun started practicing? There's a whole lot more, but I actually have to go because my pen just turned into a bloody ram's horn and centipedes are coming out of my mouth. Oh, go Browns. <laughs> Ted Topper. Topper. Yeah, I hope clearly. you're safe, Ted. Uh, yeah, don't don't get topped off, my man. I don't know how those last words even got on the page. <laughs> the centipedes wrote it. <laughs> it's crazy when you're already a cursed franchise like the Browns and then you do something to just double down on being cursed. They're like, you know what? It can't get worse, right? Could it? Could it? 